0: Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's the 4th of February, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan. I'm your faithful-as-ever host. I'm joined by my formidable guest, Wendy Kapinga. Thanks for joining me, Wendy.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, today, we're reading 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 23. Would you mind if I read that out loud for us? Sounds good. Okay. I'd love to hear your reflections afterwards. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting. For an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became a Jew, in order to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak. that i might win the week i have become all things to all people that i might by all means save some i do it all for the sake of the gospel so that i might share in its blessings what do you think wendy what's grabbing your attention right now
1: so this one was a little trickier for me because like paul is usually so straightforward and I know that his motivation for preaching um was to spread you know christ and spread the gospel it just like it's confusing to read the those verses 19 through 23 because it almost seems like he's looking to the world like he would compromise Mm -hmm. you know to become like somebody in order to accomplish something and yeah that's that just feels heavy like Mm -hmm. So should I be like those people in order to win them over for Christ? Or is it because I'm, you know, there's always the, we're set apart as Christians. It seems wrong to put yourself on a pedestal as a Christian. So that can't be the answer. But then to put yourself so much in the world seems kind of dangerous as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: A question than a reflection.
0: (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's the good stuff is when we find something that kind of bothers us or feels like a, conflict you know like what's paul actually talking about here um he says uh though i am free with respect to all i have made myself a slave to all so that I might win more of them to the jews i became a jew in order to win them to those under the law I became as one under the law so i might win those under the law that's kind of, he's kind of saying the same thing jews are under the law and so are those who think they're still under the law you know um to those outside the law, I become as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. So I might win those outside of the law. So those are kind of the two main things he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then he, capit, you know, recapitulate and said to the week, I him a week, so I might win the week. I become all things, all people. So you see how in 19, verse 19 and in verse 22, he says kind of the same thing. Um, it's right. kind of like a little sandwich there. It's a rhetorical sandwich. He's saying, um, you know, he's saying the same thing at the beginning and at the end to kind of um, recap and show you what he's really trying to say. He's basically saying, I, I, you know, the main two things are: to those under the law, I became as one under the law, and then he says, those who are not under the law, those outside the law, I became like them, that meant with them. That's the main two things. He's not creating a, just a, a random list of things. Right. Those are the core two things he's trying to say, right? So um but in both of those he gives like a little caveat. Right? He says um I became as one under the law though I myself am not under the law. Right? He's been freed by the law. And then he also gives a caveat when he says when he's talking about his ministry to those who are outside of the law. He says though I'm not completely free I'm, I'm a slave to Christ's law. Right? Like he's giving some differentiation even though He says, "I became just like them." He's also maintaining a distinction. You know, he's saying, um, even though I'm not, you know, even though I'm not like them, I basically speak their language, so I might win them, might win them over. Does that bring any clarity?
1: Yeah, it's like getting close enough to the fire but not touching it. (laughs) I think it seems like
0: I think it's really the the language of empathy. Yeah, uh, empathy is not uh, sympathy. Um, or pity, which would, which would say that. um, So sympathy is that I'm feeling the same thing you are feeling. And so if you're complaining about something, all of a sudden, I feel like um, I feel the same way you do. And we become enmeshed, you know, that's sympathy and sympathy is not always helpful. Sometimes it's helpful, but usually it's not. Empathy is to be able to say, um, you're complaining about something. You're upset about something. I'm with you. And I acknowledge that you're experiencing something that I'm not experiencing and I'm with you in it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. not, it's not getting into it with them. It's not actually joining them in terms of a- agreeing with everything they're saying but it's fully hearing and understanding them and making them feel understood, you know? Yes. So if you're feeling angry for me to say, you sound angry, that's an empathetic statement. You know what I mean? Um, so to those who are Jewish, I became a Jew to say, um, uh, I understand what it's like to feel to be under the law. It's like this. It's like this. It's like this. I'm not under the law, but I can understand where you're you're coming from. You know, I understand where you're at, and I will credit you with grace by by putting myself in your shoes for a minute and and using your language and adopting your worldview to be able to talk to you on your plane. Mm-hmm. You know. And the same thing to those who are outside the law, who don't regard God's law. He, Even though he submits himself to Christ's law, he speaks to them and identifies with them on their level um, while maintaining his distinction, I think. So um, for me, yeah. I, I see kind of this um, rare moment of empathy for Paul because Paul is so like, um, doesn't seem empathetic at all in, in any of his other letters, you know, but this is a really cool rare moment of empathy where he's, showing um, his love for people by willing, being willing to um, understand them, um, even though he doesn't agree with them.
1: Well, and what you just described is really like the compassion continuum. So beyond empathy, then you move into compassion. So I guess it makes more sense to me now because moving after empathy, where he can fully say he understands their suffering, his ability to offer them compassion is offering them the gospel hmm. in a new way
0: yeah 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 and i think that's an essential part if we're talking about um, evangelism here he's talking about winning people over you know for the gospel if we want to learn about evangelism for paul i think this is really important to understand like yeah to first take a moment to to listen and to understand and to empathize and to love people um, Before they agree with us, before we, um, you know, condone um, them or anything like that, we're not, uh, we don't have to worry about um, somehow condoning their actions. Um, But, you know, by understanding them, I think that's, uh, but we view it like that we view it, we see Paul as advocating for just, you know, capitulating over to their worldview you know, and I think that reveals some of our own, um, misunderstandings about what it means to love other people in the name of Christ. Um, so I think there's room to listen to people we disagree with, to understand them and to not worry about somehow misrepresenting Jesus in the process.
1: Yeah. The idea of winning people for Christ can't be done without understanding what you're winning them from. Yeah. I guess like it's, I don't know. Everyone has a story. And I think when we take positions or stances and we're trying to have those conversations with those who we see as unlike us, it's knowing that their story has different parts and pieces to it. So their biases and their uh, the things that have impacted their life are different. Um, it's a good challenge from Paul to at least be maybe a bit more empathetic and patient
0: yeah before just
1: moving into wanting to change people
0: yeah and just to weave this over into what we've talked i mean this is all in the same theme of um this week i feel like a theme is emerging about um about uh, submitting ourselves um, becoming weak to the week i became weak i mean that's what we were talking about yesterday with jesus taking off his cloak you know uh, choosing to serve others um not being having to be the center of attention or the center of the story. That's what, um, Simeon and Anna do. They become weak. They, they literally are old and all they do all day is wait for Jesus to come. They, they weaken themselves. Um, Isaiah 40 talks about God giving us strength, not being the ones to, you know, take strength, but receiving it because we realized how we realized how um, finite and mortal we are and that it's only in God that we are given strength. So, um, is it to me? All, all these things in this passage are—it's it, kind of—it's—it's it's a great um, summation of some of what we talked about this week. To the week I became weak, so I might win the week. Like willing to become weak um, for the sake of the gospel, and um, in, in order to um, display Jesus' love, um, we need to be willing to be weak.
1: That's powerful because I think so often I find myself feeling like I'm capable of. Ministering to someone who is in a weaker position um, or somehow in a like, I have more than that makes me able to help them instead mm-hmm. of putting myself simply as their equal and walking that road with them. Um, and how that may make them feel when I take away my own power when having those conversations or yeah. journeying.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and then he gives this great phrase at the end. So they might share so that I may share in its blessings so that I may share in its blessings. Right. right. You know, like he's not I'm... saying um, uh, I've already been blessed. So, you know, God has already been such a blessing to me. I'm going to go ahead and bless other people with that. Yeah. He's basically saying, I, I'm worried that I'm going to miss out on the blessings God has for me if I'm not willing to share God's kind of love with other people. You know what I mean? That's like
1: good.
0: even Apostle Paul does not presume to have already received the kingdom of God apart from being willing to be weak, you know, which is a complete flip. Yeah, uh, I, this is totally cheesy, but I think of um, the Michael <laughs> W. Smith song, uh, probably in the early 90s. Um, love isn't love till you give it away.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. sing that convention.
0: <laughs> love, you gotta give it away. That's my oh, <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah you just made my day
0: <laughs> there you go there's uh, a b smith for you um in the podcast um yeah the the idea that um the gospel is not really the gospel unless it's being given away and i think paul has a sense of that um that uh, i mean in if you look at verbs associated with the kingdom of god in the gospels um, when jesus talks about god's kingdom Um, he doesn't use verbs like uh, bring the kingdom of God, build the kingdom of God, uh, reveal the kingdom of God. The two most common verbs are receive and enter. So Jesus says, um, you know, you need to be able to enter the kingdom of God and you need to be able to receive the kingdom of God. And that changes their posture, doesn't it? From Paul, who's bringing the kingdom of God to those outside the law and inside the law, you know, those who are held captive by the law or those who are completely lawless, um, to Paul shifting his posture to go, if I want to enter or receive the kingdom of God, I need to be willing to enter in these conversations in the posture of becoming weak. I need to be able to become weak, and in so doing, I finally get to receive the blessings of the kingdom of God for myself, the blessings of the gospel. That's good. Um, thanks, Wendy, for joining yeah. for the podcast today. Um, everybody, have a great rest of your Thursday. Um, let's find one way to be weak today. Um, maybe it's just a small way, with your spouse or with your kids or with your coworker. Um, maybe practice a little bit of empathy today. Figure out how before you respond to somebody who disagrees with you, just to say one word of like, so you're telling me this, or it sounds like you're feeling this. Um, Those are great little prompts for empathy. And in that way, um, we practice some love uh, to be able to be weak and not just to advocate our own opinion uh, for a second, uh, to save that for a little bit and just take a first step of Uh, understanding and just go, um, it sounds like this happened. Um, It sounds like you're feeling this. Um, I wonder if you might need this. Um, So what you're telling me is this. These are all great ways that we can enter in with empathy um, and practice some weakness that Paul um, displays here so that we may share in the blessings of the gospel. Go in peace, everybody. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Bye.